welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today, I speak with Autumn Green. Autumn had a really good performance at this past Arnold's. She is a 75 kilo competitor going into Mega Nationals. We talked about how her prep has been going into Mega Nationals, the tweaks and adjustments she has made that she can come back and hit those deadlifts that she missed on the Arnold stage. What it's been like for her to be coached by the Oracle, Steve DeNovi, the struggles that she's gone through in her personal family that's helped her actually become stronger, both mentally and physically. Truly, our conversation was so incredible. And Autumn is so strong inside and out. It was a great convo. I cannot wait for you to hear it. Before we dive into today's episode, have to talk to you about girls who pile up apparel. I am always wearing either their pants or their shirts while I record podcasts because I'm so in love with their clothes. Guys, if you want some excellent clothing to wear in the gym and to look good outside of the gym, Girls Who Paralyzed has you covered. They have their leggings that are with pockets, high-waisted. They have shorts that are different lengths. They have competition crop t-shirts, singlets, wrist wraps, really everything that you could even imagine. And they are just about to restock on their backpack that is specially made to carry competition equipment for powerlifters. So Go ahead, check out the link in the show notes. Girls with Powerlift, use code Solana, save yourself 10%. And if you want to be fueled for those training sessions after you buy your Girls with Powerlift clothing, then use 110% pre-workout because Kevin Papa, he's coming out with these amazing flavors. They just dropped orange soda. I'm so excited to get my tub of it. It's on its way, hopefully. (laughs) And... They have excellent flavors that taste delicious. It's the only pre-workout that I use. It's what I'll be using to feel myself for the national stage in a couple of weeks. So if you want some awesome pre-workout, my favorite pre-workout, use code Solana, save 10% to get your 110%. And of course, have to talk to you about Left Lar Bros Apparel because Left Lar Bros is coming out with t-shirts and doing different drops and they look good they have dad hats i have their dad hat i love it it's getting warm over here i can't wait to wear it outside they have joggers they have t-shirts that are graphic design and they have competition t-shirts it's a company as always supporting the sport of powerlifting really all of these companies guys are heavily supporting the sport of powerlifting to help it grow so use code solana 15 save yourself 15 percent and Let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. So I got Autumn Green. I'm Sue. I said Sue. I'm so excited to talk to you. How are you? Good. I'm I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I saw you just walk inside. You say you just had a heavy squat session. Mm, I'm excited. I did. I did. I am. It went as planned. I think Steve is happy. Yay, that's the best feeling because <laughs> I haven't had my last, is this your last heavy squat? No, I'll, I'll squat next week too. That'll be my heaviest. Uh, nice. So I'm curious for you, like, because as, as I continue to learn more as I program for people and then I'm learning my own body, which has been fascinating how I've changed <laughs> as I got stronger, yeah. how much 
farther out and do my heaviest stuff. When is your last heavy deadlift in comparison to meet day? And then when's your last heavy squat in comparison to meet day? So my last heavy deadlift will be tomorrow. So like a week and a couple of days out. And then my last heavy uh, squat will be the week before, the Wednesday before. Ah, excellent. Okay, cool. Yeah, mine's sort of similar to that, but I took my, I actually took my last dead, like, what day is it? Wednesday? I took a Monday. And we're, oh, and yeah, me and yeah. my coach were talking and we're like, yeah, next time we might take even farther out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is getting really? funky. Yeah, man. So something I'm learning about myself, like I felt amazing a week ago, deadlifting, like uh, amazing. And then this happens every time. Now in three weeks out, I was, because yeah, we're like two, we're two weeks out. So two weeks out in a few days. And like I, the fatigue was so heavy for my deadlift. And it was not from the squat. Oh. I squatted like a lower squat single like days before. So I'm like, this keeps happening. So I always feel so good like four weeks out where you might just like hit it hard four weeks out and then like build into the next meet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite. We we start we start light and we go up until the week before. We just pedal to the metal and then taper week up, taper hard. <laughs> yeah. What when's your last heavy bench? Uh, the Saturday before. So um, not even a week out. Yeah, six days out. Nice. Six days. So I know you're working with Steve Novi, the Oracle. As we, like to call it, as we like to call him, he calls himself. And when did you start working with Steve? Uh, the be- very beginning of 2021. So about a year and a half almost. Okay, nice. So did you have a, a coach before that or did you self-coach? Our self-coaching, terrible, terrible idea. Well, tell me how <laughs> it was terrible because I know you started powerlifting in 2017. So do you have four years of self-coaching? Uh, well, so I started in... 2017, uh, had my kid in 2018. So I didn't, I didn't compete or lift in 2018 at all. Um, and then came back in 2019. So maybe just like a year and a half by myself. And then I got tired of it. So I was like, let's take this serious. I want, I want somebody good. So now I'm with Steve. There we go. And when you were self-coaching, did you find that you were like, able to sit down and kind of be objective with yourself with your coaching or were you just kind of like doing random stuff it wasn't so much random I think the biggest change I've seen since working with Steve is I would when peaking for me I would just kind of kill uh intensity and volume way too quickly and way too far out so then by the time I got to a competition it was just detrained I was dead so uh, the First thing, like I said, I, I'm going to be doing my heaviest stuff the week, like six days before, where if I was self-coaching, I'd be like, no, that's, that's stupid. Nobody does that. But yet here I am. Ah, okay. So those are things, those are things that you learn about, like how to peak properly. And it's so true. Like when you actually have a real coach, you're like, yo, this is what peaking is supposed to be. Oh, <laughs> you're okay. supposed to feel like garbage <laughs> on fire. You're supposed to. <laughs> That's funny. I was, I just recorded with Jamie Fisher last night and we were both saying, she was like, yeah, I feel like crap. I was like, me too. That's great. And she was like, yeah, like you're supposed to feel like crap right now. This is great. <laughs> I feel like crap. That's how I know I'm ready. Ah, beautiful. Seriously. I've been telling the lifters that for the past, cause I have a couple of lifters doing nationals. I'm like, listen, I know things feel heavy, but that's not bad. It's supposed to feel no. heavy cause you're tired and it's heavy. <laughs> It's good for you. Yes. 
So what is like the biggest change besides peaking, which is really important, but the biggest change that's been positive for you since you started working with Steve? Man, I think it's just, I, I, we, we're going to go beyond, obviously, everyone knows when you talk Steve, you know how smart he is. Um, and you know, programming is on point. And I knew those were going to be different. I knew that was going to be a game changer for me. And I think it's just, um, and we all, he just posted this yesterday. I'm so excited. Um, the hard cap that he has at the 35 lifters, that means so much. And you can definitely tell as one of his athletes that he legit cares. Like he, is, he wants me to succeed as much as I want to succeed. And he's going to celebrate my wins as hard as I am. Um, and you can tell that every day in training, uh, like if I have like today, I sent him my videos from squat and I wasn't super happy with them. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but he, we just have so much trust between us two now, and we can just openly communicate. And I think that's one thing that surprised me was how much we would trust each other and communicate so well. Um, and I don't think that that would happen if he was, you know, taking on 80 or more, you know, clients. I think that is a huge difference. And I love that he does that. Yeah, it's definitely one thing that Steve is known for, which I think is pretty cool. Like he has a very selective, small list of people, but that obviously doesn't mean you're, you're able to have the capacity to like give so much to each client. And then I saw, I saw the Instagram story. I was like, oh, yeah. I see you with 33. So you'll take on two more. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad he blacked those out too, because I'm pretty sure um, we're listed in order of rankings and I, I was probably 33. So he had to blank my name out there. So nobody would know. Yo, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, obviously, like you really trust Steve and you guys are clearly making good progress together. What, so, but you've been working together since 2021. Wait, when was it in 2021? The very beginning, January 1. Okay, sweet. Cool. So when did you feel like you could trust him? Cause like, did you trust him? Like the second you signed on or was it like a couple months into it I think uh uh rolling into nationals because we did nationals in 2021 which was the first time it was in June and we had only been together five months at that point and it was just like going in obviously that, that was our first peak together that was our first meet together that was literally the second time I've ever seen the man in person but this was the first time like I was his athlete and so rolling in, I had to tell myself, hey, trust Steve. He's not going to put anything on the bar you can't do. Uh, he knows what he's doing. And then through that entire day, just seeing him work and he just pays attention to all the tiny details and new things before I would even think about him. And I think at that moment, I was like, okay, like he's as good as everyone says he is. He, he dots all his I's. He crosses all his T's. Like this man knows. And um, then that was when I trusted him was that first nationals. And then I think he finally trusts me now after the <laughs> Arnold, after the Arnold, um, that American record squat, uh, was, was not planned. Uh, it was a huge jump. He was visibly uncomfortable when I said load it, but he trusted me and he loaded it and we got it. <laughs> and he was, uh, you could see, like, I think at that moment, that's when he was like, all right, I trust you. And I think now, like, we're unstoppable. 
Oh my god! And yo, that was definitely an epic moment when you hit that four fifty three squat, the oh. Arnold's, and like that was definitely when I was like, oh, like so Otto <laughs> came here to play. Okay, I yeah. See it. <laughs> and one thing important that you said was he like dots all his eyes and crosses his teeth, and he pays attention to every detail. Can you give me like an example of what exactly you mean by that? Like, what's an example of you being like, yo, he legit focus in on something that wouldn't have crossed my mind to think about focusing on so he obviously is paying attention to me uh, i'm hitting all my warm-up weights and just fully engulfed in me he uh, has everything planned out obviously in a spreadsheet because that's what my man's known for and every single attempt is on a sheet and not only is he hyper focused on me and everything i'm doing He's paying attention to what everybody else is doing. He knows like, hey, if you take this attempt, I already know she's going to take this attempt. And then like, it's that battle. And he has it in his head. He's already worked it out. He's paying attention to everybody I'm competing against. And he knows like, hey, you need, like maybe you're in a battle for first or second, but he's paying attention to, you know, hey, if you hit this, you win in dots or, you know, you win best overall this way whatever it is, he's paying to pay attention to every little detail, not only for you, but everyone around you. So he's like got the whole chess match in his head for both sides. So that's really huge. Like, I love that you said that because a lot of people may not or may underestimate what it really can do for you when you have a coach who pays attention and essentially they're scouting, they're scouting out everyone else and making sure that they're focused on that so they know the whole game plan. But at the same time, they should not be stressing you out with it during the prep, right? Like, obviously, you need to know certain things. And Adam, I feel like you're someone who's paying attention to other people, maybe. We'll talk about that in a second. I don't know how much you pay attention to everybody else. But at the same time, it's like, there's just this balance. And I'm coached by Brad Couillard, who coaches Steve as well. And I think Brad's mm -hmm. now becoming yep. known for being the coach of coaches because he coaches a lot of excellent coaches. And like, I'll never forget, it was it was actually Arnold's where we talked right after Arnold's to talk about what you wanted to do differently for this Nationals. And the way he talked about how he looked at everyone and knew where they were in yep. advance. And like, mm -hmm. I, did, I don't know, going to Arnold's, like, I was just so focused on me that I didn't think about anyone else. I was like, I just need to hit my deadlift. I don't care. Like during the squat, I was like, I just need to hit my deadlift, <laughs> which is probably not the best mentality to have when you're squatting, thinking about your deadlift. Yes. But I was like, bro, he he knew everything mm -hmm. about everyone. And I didn't even think about that at all. So it's such a massive thing for a coach of someone who coaches elite athletes. Oh, yeah. And like, as an athlete going into a game day, I only have to worry about myself because he's worried about everybody else for me. I don't have to do that. So talking about, you know, managing stress and adrenaline day of, like my man's got it. Oh man, I love it. And so, yeah, I want to ask you, how much attention are you paying right now to your competitors for nationals? So I'm going to say a lot, but it's not in a competitive way. It is in a supportive way. I, uh, like Claire's eye, I was just talking to her this morning. I am so excited that she moved up and like just seeing that squat she posted earlier today, hitting that 402 at like RPE five. Uh, <laughs> I, and we were talking, her and I started talking. I'm just so excited that she went up to 75. Um, I don't even, I don't even care if she beats me. Like she's just 
she's sending a message bumping up that weight class and I love it I, I want to see what she does on the platform that day I'm excited too and it's cool as you said you're paying attention to your competitors but like also like kind of like as a friend like as a support system you're paying attention which is really cool but at the end of the day you did just say you don't even care if she beats you but I think you care a little bit you care a little bit right <laughs> okay 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 I'm not gonna let her beat me <laughs> okay. but but somebody did pick her to beat me I can't remember who that was but <laughs> oh, no. I can't remember either <laughs> well, I don't remember no she's that's going to be really fun that's going to be a great uh battle that day that makes definitely I remember that morning waking up and I had actually a few messages on my phone telling me like hey Claire's eyes up and I'm like oh, wait Claire's eye I know Claire's eye she's no way she's in a you know a lower weight class that can't be her and I hopped on Instagram and I found her and I was like dude I just saw her at the Arnold like she's bumping up that's awesome I'm so excited uh, to go head to head with her and then there were I, I follow all the little 75s and the rest of the girls in my weight class love seeing what they're doing very excited to see them uh, compete at nationals and see what they do as well and I, I I'm a little selfish and I really hone in on the 75s but all females like if I follow you on Instagram I'm for it I want to see it let's go uh dude I freaking love that and that's what I also <laughs> love about more of us us female athletes especially like in the USAPL because that's who we're really paying more attention to to be honest like I love that we're starting to post more I'm just seeing more of us post more I'm like yes like that makes me excited to see like you don't have to post every single lift if you don't want to. And I myself don't post every single lift going into the meet, but like just to see them talk more about their experience and how things are going so you can support them and also be like, okay, I see you like making moves. Like it's been, it's been cool to watch. I feel like it's been a full year of like a lot more women posting. I'm all here for it. Oh uh, yeah, these next two weeks, I'm just gonna be on Instagram a lot. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> So one thing, uh, let's circle back to the prep for nationals. You said you really, like you and Steve were trusting each other, or well, you were trusting Steve. <laughs> Steve started trusting you after Arnold's. But what was the prep like going into nationals? Because that was also a big meet for you. I mean, you went from a 462 dots to 486. And in my opinion, like once you pass like 485, like that's like for dots, this is like, I made that number up in my head. But once you pass that number, I'm like, you are freaking like killing it. And that's when people are going to really start to look at you. Right. So our first, obviously first nationals that we were five months in together. And then I took that nice long um, off season for personal reasons. Uh, and just taking that time to build and go through multiple building blocks was huge. And then the Arnold was our second meet prep together so our second peak and obviously our first one went well I mean I went for I think I went into nationals in 2021 ninth and then came out fourth which was which was huge I was very excited for that uh, and then going into this Arnold we were like hey let's capitalize on a few things so we did change my deadlift going into the Arnold uh, learning experience obviously that wasn't the best deadlift setup for me so this is our third prep together our third peaking and I think we have found the secret sauce we 
you guys, it's no secret. I'm taking my final deadlift a little farther out so I can actually break the floor this time. Hopefully that's my only goal, break the floor. Um, but this peak, the only thing that's different is I changed bench. Not that anything was wrong with bench. I just told Steve, hey, I don't think the pedals to the floor yet. Let's, let's push a little harder on bench. So we added an extra day, uh, changed kind of the setup. Uh, I'm benching four days a week now, just trying not to die really, I guess. <laughs> but squats the same. We don't change, we don't touch squats. We leave that alone. Well, squats progressing, super nice. That makes a lot of sense. Bench, so you guys changed, obviously, the frequency. How else did you change it? Like, did you change variations that you're doing? Or did you change your grip with it all? Uh, grip, I went uh, a finger wider. And then feet, uh, they are not as under me. They're a little bit farther out. Because I was killing Larson presses. Like, I, I honestly told Steve, hey, if can I Larson press at nationals? Cause I'm pretty sure I could hit my one rep max for a Larson press. And so he was like, why don't you just try with your feet out as if you were Larson pressing and bam, just took off. See, I love hearing this because as I'm a coach who takes on a lot of newer um, powerlifters who like want to compete or like have done like one meet, a lot of people have this idea that like your feet have to be as close to your head as possible to like have the best bench. And at one point when I was a new lifter, I thought the same thing and moving my feet out was the best thing I could have done for me because I had zero power with my feet so close to my head. It's, it, yeah, it's just everyone thinks you see somebody with a crazy bench press and you try to look like them. That's not your leverages. Yes. That's not you leverages are huge so you gotta do what's good for you <laughs> yeah learn that learn that the hard way girl i think we all i think most <laughs> like i think overall theme too of like the podcast i've done recently for people going to nationals we learned something the hard way but we got through it and we <laughs> us and the coach have now made a way to make it better <laughs> that's how you learn that's how you learn yes so one thing I saw you post about this on Instagram, we talked about it a little bit, but I know that you've had to persevere some tough stuff in the past like year or two, specifically with your son. Yes. So um, I did post about, I don't post about um, Cooper is my son's name. I don't post a ton about Cooper on my Instagram. Obviously it's family. It's, it's a little bit of personal, but um, I would say I was working with Steve about two months like we we're two months in and this lump just mysteriously appears on my son's neck we had no idea what it was he progressively got more sick uh, having fevers not really having an appetite being super lethargic and then another lump appears on the other side of his neck and they are growing we see doctor after doctor uh we probably were at the doctor's office maybe two times a week for four months just mm -hmm. saw specialists they took a sample of the lump to see what the cells were and this is all while i'm prepping for nationals and the week before we're getting ready to fly out to nationals we still don't know what's wrong it's been four months uh, they want to do a PET scan to make sure that the two tumors in his neck are the only tumors that he has. And we kind of made the decision last minute that, hey, he was going to go to nationals with us and he was going to fly to Florida. He's never been on a plane. He's never seen the beach. He's never seen the ocean. And obviously as a, 
as a parent, I'm thinking worst case scenario. So I'm like, this might be his only chance. So we took him. Uh, he was miserable the entire time. He lived off of Tylenol and ibuprofen forever. Then we get back and we were referred to an pediatric oncologist because the cells in the tumors obviously were abnormal. Turns out he has what's called Rosé Dorfman, which is a white blood cell disease that causes tumor formations in the lymph nodes of the body. He was different in that he needed treatment. It's very rare to, it's a very rare disease and then even more rare that to need treatment. So they decided that they were gonna put him on chemotherapy for two years. So that explains my really long off season was kind of navigating that. And I, he was two at the time. So imagine trying to give a two-year-old chemotherapy every day for two years. And that's what I've been doing the last we're nine months in. And he is so much better now. The tumors in both his necks, or sorry, on both sides of his neck were so big. He couldn't look side to side. He couldn't look up or down. The only thing he wanted to do was like sit and watch cartoon because he was in cartoons because he was in so much pain. So now they are considerably smaller. He is finally getting back to being a regular toddler. And it is, it just makes my mom heart very happy to see that he's coming around. Even though we still have over a year of chemo left, it's, it's been worth it. This fight has definitely been worthwhile. Wow. And just the fact that you're saying to like, this all happened as you prepped for nationals and you still showed up to nationals. Like, how did uh, you do that? Honestly? So it was obviously a whirlwind in the beginning. I didn't know what was wrong with him. And Steve was very, very accommodating. There were days where we kind of found a suck baseline, like, oh, you suck today. But that was like normal suck. Like you didn't get any sleep. You didn't eat anything. You haven't had water in three days. Like, okay, that's a baseline suck. And then if it was worse than that, we kind of figured out it was maybe a programming issue. So you can, I definitely learned how to push my body a little bit more, you know, when you're not recovering, just kind of powerlifting was my, that was me. And I had no excuse not to, I wasn't about to go through this really tough time where I physically I was fine. There was nothing wrong with me. It was my son. And I had no excuse not to show up to the gym. And I didn't want to lose myself and who I am. And I felt like I didn't have an excuse. I wasn't about to let Steve down. I'm not going to be some dead weight on his roster where he has a wait list of like 100 people. So uh, I told myself if I ever cheated Steve a rep so much as even a rep not even a set if I purposefully didn't do a rep because I was too tired I was going to hang it up and I was going to tell Steve hey replace me with somebody who deserves it I don't deserve it and that was kind of really what pushed me was staying on Steve's roster wow that is is truly incredible because when you find a coach who you can bond with so well it's just so telling that that can push you to do things you never thought you could. Cause I'm sure you never thought you had to go through this. Yeah, no, I just, um, you just wake up every day and it's right now, it's just another thing that we have to deal with. And I'm trying to control what I can control. I, you can't have all these things in your life that you can't control going on. 
and still suck at the things you can control. That's how I see it. That no, that's like that's champion mentality right there. Like in every way, not just not just like in powerlifting. Like that's like champion mentality for getting through life. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so you said your son is improving a lot, and he's able to move around more. I know this is a weird question, but I'm thinking he's really young. He's two. Like obviously, he knew something was wrong, but did he like understand that he's sick? It was. It that's why it was so hard in the beginning. He couldn't articulate when we would go to doctor's offices, they would ask us, you know, is he nauseous? Like, I don't know. He doesn't even know. He can't even tell me that his, so within eventually it was like, Hey, is your, is your stomach grouchy? And so it was very hard in the beginning to figure out the symptoms, which could be why it took so long to get a diagnosis because he, he had no idea how to tell us those things. And for all he knows, all his friends, probably have to take chemotherapy every day he probably thinks it's every everybody does that he doesn't know he's any different and I prefer it that way I don't want him to be known as you know the kid on chemotherapy I don't want him to be treated different for that he's been a rock star and he's been handling it like a champ so I don't see any reason why this should be what he hangs his hat on you know as you're saying that I was thinking to myself too like there's kind of like a good part about him not understanding because you're right like when you don't have a concept of well and sick you're like oh this is life like I'm two and well he doesn't even realize how old he is probably he's like uh, he probably looks at you and says mom he's 200 but like you know he's two and he's like I don't know I feel grouchy I guess everyone feels grouchy like I guess people have a hard time like people feel tired all the time like you know it's like but part of that probably really helped him get to being so much better and having a positive mindset would you say he's had a positive mindset oh definitely and that's kind of what inspires me to what inspired me to keep going was he kept waking up every day and he kept doing it and if he felt well enough you could tell when his Tylenol kicked in because he would get up and he would play and I'm like man you're champion like you you're going through all of this I'm not I have no excuse not to go to the gym and lift even if it does feel like crap that is that's that's so freaking precious dude like He's and so i cute. think ah, i know he i freaking saw him i saw him i think i saw y'all playing t-ball oh yes he's so excited he's so excited so is he like on a team not not yet it's called it's uh for he's three now he uh it's called blast ball it's not full t-ball they get to use a special bat and a bigger ball but uh this is going to be the first kind of organized team sport that he does and he's he's excited i'm i might be a little bit more excited but he's very excited that's so cool okay if you're comfortable answering this will he be able to continue being like since he's going through the chemo will he have times where he has to sit out or is he kind of like always able to go and live life and practice like i'm not really sure how that affects like your body you know no, of course. That's a really good question. I get that all the time. So we go and we see his oncologist monthly and they draw bloods and check, draw bloods, <laughs> draw blood and check his levels and to make sure his white blood cell count is high enough. If that ever dips below a certain level, then we will keep him at home. He won't you know, be in contact with other people. But as long as he's above a certain level, he's good to be around other people and be exposed to their germs. Okay, see, that's it's cool that you have a way of being like, okay, 
he's gonna be fine or okay we gotta like chill at home and speaking of being home I don't I saw you talking to some people as you walked into the room to have our conversation do you have like is a lot of your family involved in kind of helping take care of him oh yes of course he's got uh grandma's two grandmas that fight over him uh hmm. grandpa oh yeah we've got the family support is unreal they he they'll pick him up in a heartbeat if we ask that's so incredible because as I continue to get older and like I pay a lot of attention to like other people raising kids mostly because like my sister like when she had her child she was still living at home with all of us it was like my whole family together and that's where I realized it legit takes a village to raise a child like I never knew it until she gave birth to my now five-year-old nephew. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I don't know how many times that I've had to be like, Hey, can you watch Cooper while I go train for like two hours? And they're like, yeah, sure. I'd love to. Can I spoil him? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they're supportive too of you lifting. Oh yes. They, um, they always watch, um, they're most of the time they're there. Otherwise, um, my mom, she's making a huge, she's actually coming to Vegas with me. Um, so yeah, ever since my dad passed, my mom's carried on the tradition of being the really loud, embarrassing one like my dad used to be. So she's, she'll be flying out to Vegas with us, which I'm very excited for her to actually, you know, see me lift in person. That's incredible. Dude, can I tell you, you're the first person who's told me your mom comes with the competitions. So small fact about me, my mom has only ever missed one powerlifting meet. That was when my dad had a huge spinal surgery three days before the meet. And he, she was about to leave his butt there anyways. And I'm like, mom, he might die. I was like, he literally could die here, not able to get up if you leave him. So please don't leave that. But like she's traveled everywhere with me. And I swear when I say this, everyone's like, oh, really? That's so cool. Like my parents have never done. I'm like, really? Like your parents don't come? <laughs> my mom's my roommate. <laughs> my mom's <laughs> every time I travel, she's my roommate. We got a room in Vegas together. So so your mom's your best friend is what you're saying. We're we definitely have bonded over powerlifting. It's been the probably the reason we are close is because of powerlifting, to be honest. And sports, <laughs> sports in general. Yeah, and I'll tell you as a mom too, the watching your kid do anything is just makes you so happy. Oh, so incredible. Okay, so going into nationals, we are two weeks away. You just said you had a good squat session. You're about deadlift I can't remember now if you did it already or about to do it but you already did it right your last deadlift tomorrow tomorrow is the last deadlift so we are coming around the corner like what is your mentality going into this meet so this meet is a little different for me and um, obviously now that you guys know everything I've been through up until this point this meet more so is it's personal for me it's it's gonna tell me if I can hang with the elite and that everything that I've been through the last year and a half has been worth it because we all have our battles and we all pour everything we have into things. Uh, this is going to tell me if this, if I can hang with the elite, like this is where I belong. And if I need to keep pushing to stay here or, you know, if I need somebody else is going to get another roster spot on Steve's roster. Okay, so there's really a lot on this meet for you, like on a personal level, not just. 
besides my revenge tour on deadlifts for punking me at the Arnold. Besides <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, man. I cannot wait to see it. I really can't. Do you guys, like, are you the kind of person who wants to know the whole game day meet plan in advance? Or do you kind of want, like, Steve to put the numbers in the bar and you don't know the number when you go out to hit it? Yeah, absolutely that one. I usually, I have no idea what's going on. I trust Steve to do whatever I need to do. Occasionally he'll ask me a few, like, Hey, what do you want to do? Right? How are you feeling? How's it going? What, what, what should I do? Uh, otherwise my job is to show up and lift. That's the one thing I do. I lift. He does the thinking. Uh, I love it. I really wish I could let Brad put the number on the bar without <laughs> telling me. I think if he like went to write it down without telling me, I would like take the pencil and snap him in the hand and be like, wait, sir, sir. No, we got to talk. I can't handle. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, Anxiety. Let's have this quick 10 second conversation so we can decide together <laughs> what number is going on this bar. Because it doesn't necessarily freak me out knowing the number. But, like, if I had no idea what it is, I think I would freak out. But there's a part of me that's like, maybe I should try it. But here I am confused now, now. <laughs> well, like, uh, I don't think Nationals Prime Time is the best time to try that. But <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> this is true. Y'all Y'all should know you should practice and then do what you've been doing. <laughs> you should probably not change Absolutely. them on me today. Yeah. yeah. That's the coach in you, though. That's you being a coach. Like, hey, what's the plan? What do you think? I think it is. I think I'm like, wait, I'm always at the table. I'm always writing it down myself. Like, what do you mean I'm about to like not know? <laughs> I've never, I have never touched a pencil ever. I didn't even know you had to fill out little sheets. Like that's how unaware I was. To be completely honest with you, I didn't know that until last year. Cause this is honestly my first year having lifters going to Nats. Like before that, we were all just doing local stuff. So I didn't know it till recently. It's okay. <laughs> Man, this is my first prime time. I'm excited. How it, yes, dude, like how stoked. I mean, I'm sure you you probably knew you would get prime time. And I, I like knew just looking at numbers like you had to get in that spot. But like how excited were you when you saw your, your name like float on the screen during the prime time reveal? I was like, man, I'm legit. Look yeah. at that. That's my name. So I, yeah, and, and I think a lot of people kind of forget 2009, last year, 2021, 20, they, uh, we didn't do prime times. So it kind of, to me, felt a little off because I did lift with Jasmine. We were on the same warm-up platform that year and everything. So it kind of felt like a prime time, even though it was 8 a.m., stupid early. So this one, legit. I'm so excited. Yes. And did you watch 2019's prime time? Like, were you there in person to watch it? 2019, yes. Uh, for, like, uh, the... Uh, like when Amanda was there and Danny was there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, like, I think this will be the most, I personally think our session will be the most highly watched. So that is just my hot take because we have 67 and 75 women. And then we have the 82.5 and 90 men. And those are just, they're all big weight classes, bro. Like, you know. Oh Yeah. Like the views are going to be insane for this one. We, you know, you got your weight class is going to be super stacked. You guys, what would we take nine for you? Nine. nine you I can't believe, I can't nine. believe it. Nine deep on that, on that weight class. So excited to see all those, uh, those fans coming out. I know that a lot of those girls have huge followings, so it's going to be really loud in there for them. 
And then on the men's side, obviously we saw that two white lights post. How many shares did that get in comments already? So, so there, it's going to be packed house. I know. Okay. So have you ever been to Vegas? Yes. Ooh, when, for what? Uh, this it is a, uh, a frequent of my family's. So they tend to go, uh, for golf. Okay, nice. I have never been there before, so I'm definitely really, I've never been to Vegas, girl. What? Yes, what's the most fun thing you've done in Vegas? Um, so I really like going to the shows. They're super entertaining, especially when you do like the acrobatic ones, you think they're all gonna fall and die, but they don't, so that's pretty cool. Um, comedy shows, those are really fun. Yeah, you literally, you can do anything at any minute of the day. If you want to go have a sit down dinner at 1 a.m., you can. They're open. It's insane. Okay, I think that's it. That's what feel makes it so exciting. The fact that you can literally do anything at any time. I'm excited you just said about the acrobat because I booked with my mom Circus de LA, the Michael Jackson version. And when I tell you, I just like was like, I don't know what to do in Vegas. You started Googling. I was like, hey, that sounds cool. I like Michael Jackson. Let's just do that. And now you're telling me it's going to be great. So I'm like, yay. Because I don't know what I really signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to watch. And yeah, I was just scared that they were going to fall and hurt themselves. But well, it's the made part. it more, more intense. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, no. But they're fine. They're great. They're professionals. Okay, so what's the number one thing besides competing in prime times, which is all of our number one things that you're looking forward to doing in Vegas for this trip that's nothing to do with powerlifting? I'm so excited to see. So, so the people I do know and I've met before, I'm excited to see them again. But there's just a list of people that I've made friends with that I haven't met yet that I'm excited to meet in person and get to chat with. Like, yeah, I mean, Steve and I have a really good relationship and I see him what once twice a year depends on how often you compete so it's it's a huge social gathering for all of us to see each other get a hang out um i know cb is going to be there excited to see the my face on his socks he is so dramatic oh my uh, god did he get your face on socks he is theatrical he's theatrical because i always make fun of his socks so he put my face <laughs> on his socks oh my did i miss it did he post it i missed it yeah, he posted. I think it was Monday. He posted. Go back and look. It's it's Bro, embarrassing. That. That's hilarious. It's not even a good picture. It's not even my good face. Like he could have got my good side or something. That's what makes it funnier, though. It's gotta be you He's doing so something funny. weird. It's gotta be like you deadlifting. Like, like you're deadlifting. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost but no. forgot you're a fellow Leftar Bros affiliate with me. <laughs> I know we're teammates. I know, bro. And it's funny is I was talking about teammates like with Steve and like Angelo and then I like forgot like Steve's my teammate because like we have the same coach but I keep forgetting that my coach coaches everyone's coach so I'm just like oh yeah you you're, are my teammate you're kind of just the blanket you're everybody's teammate so you I always know. have you can just you can take pictures and when you post it be like this is my teammate with anybody really dude for real <laughs> Okay, so some random kind of get to know more about you questions. What is Autumn's favorite PR song? A PR song? You guys mm -hmm. listen to songs? Man. Oh. Um, it's honestly the songs for me, they, it, the, it, they're just noise. I'm just in my head straight panicking. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Please don't die. Um, otherwise, it, I, I like to play to my mood. So if I'm 
feeling confident, some rap. If I'm feeling angry, some rock. Sometimes I lift when I'm sad. So some sad music, you know, whatever. I like to amplify my emotions. Okay, I'll take that. That's a good response because I may have a song or two I think about, but like I definitely also like have a large genre of music that I've listened to while training. <laughs> so what's what's your go-to right now? Right now it's Eminem. I'm so like into I, I want to crush the weight. So I'm listening to like collapse like over and over again <laughs> in my earphones. Oh, you froze for a second. What? I didn't say anything. Um, no, I heard you. Yeah. That's okay, okay, cool. Those are, those are good. Those are go-tos. All right. What is, oh, do you have a pre-meat tradition the day before? Is there anything you always do the day before? Not, not really day before. Just, um, no, I am very superstitious though. Uh, day of. Like, okay. So wear. what do you do day of? Yeah. Like, no, that is. I got to wear the right socks, underwear, bra, like all that's got to be on point. It's got to be what I want. I got to put Okay, it's a, that's a ordeal. I oh, mean, I don't know why, but you cut out a little bit. Can you repeat what you wear? <laughs> I literally <laughs> heard sports bra socks and then it got really choppy. <laughs> No, I, I, it's, it's down to the details. I have to do right knee sleeve, right shoe, left knee sleeve, left shoe. It's a, it's a whole ordeal. Oh, okay. I like ponytails, that. Ponytails always on this shoulder. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I got that from team sports. I grew up playing team sports and we were always very superstitious. Interesting. Okay. I so I can't wait to see you looking exactly like you need to look. I'll be like, okay, this is what she does. Got it. <laughs> um, what is your favorite post-meat meal? Oh, pasta. Oh, all the pasta, probably twice my body weight in pasta if I can. Nice. I've been talking to so all the people going to NASA I've interviewed. I'm like, can you eat like right after you compete? And everyone's kind of like, not really. I need a few hours. Can you handle eating right after you compete? Uh, I, yeah, I, if I could eat while I was deadlifting, I would. I, I, but just because, you know, if you're being efficient and you're lifting like you should, you're probably running on just simple carbs while you're lifting. So I don't know about you guys, but simple carbs are not enough for me. I am ready for some food. Like, I feel you, but like, I don't know what it is. I need like three or four hours. So I'll go out to eat with friends right after, but I'm like munching on like fries. So I haven't had fries in like a month and a half. And I'm like, I just can't, I wish I could have a sandwich, but I'm just like, bro, I'm still full off of like Gatorade and like rice cakes. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Gatorade. Yeah, I kind of sound like Gatorade and rice cakes too. It might just be the adrenaline dump for you too. When you're done, you're just that too. And also I take like two to three pre pre-workout scoops where normally I take like three a week. <laughs> yeah, man. I begin tired before before squat we take it. I have to take it before I deadlift. And sometimes I'm like, let me just take a scoop and a half before I deadlift so I can literally feel like I'm about to explode. But you know, my heart might stop beating, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not a pre-workout person. I can't. Oh, not at all. No, I, I think I would. No, yeah, my heart might explode actually. 
Oh man, I I just couldn't even get through a meet without caffeine. No, <laughs> do you have caffeine at all though? It may not be pre-workout. Do you have coffee? Uh, I'll do coffee before deadlifts. So I'll get okay. through squat and bench off of pure adrenaline and then time for some caffeine. Okay, see, I feel better now. You still have caffeine. You're signed to the pre-workout. I can take that. What men's weight class are you most look for- looking forward to watching? So um, I'm just going to be selfish here. My, my two teammates, so um, the 74s, and then obviously I want to see Sean in the 82 and a half. So, and Ashton's always, uh, Ashton's a really good friend. I really like to see what he does. Even though, Yeah, he's just always great. So I'm excited to see him too. Yes, I love it. Okay, do you have a specific favorite male lifter? A specific, just my, yeah, like just my teammates. Not one, but maybe this is uh, probably Sean, and only because he has been really supportive with Cooper and checking in with Cooper. Um, so of course uh, he's going to be my favorite. If you if you show any favoritism towards my kid, I'm going to like you. So you guys are close. Yeah. So he he's always checking on Cooper. Send him a birthday card. Like he he cares. Like, and that's that means a lot to me, especially coming from one of my teammates. Mm, okay, that's so adorbs. <laughs> Girl, thank you so much for talking to me. I freaking loved it. I can't wait to see you in two weeks. Oh my gosh, in two weeks, I'll see you. I get to get to share the platform again, again. I know, twice. I know, right? Look at this, <laughs> twice in like three months. That's insane. I know. <laughs> well, girl, I'll see you in two weeks. I cannot wait. And y'all catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Please do leave us a five-star rating and a review so we can get this podcast pushed out to more people. And if you are looking for coaching, Solana Lewis Training is taking on clients. Go ahead, use the link in the show notes to get on the wait list and I'll reach out to you personally to get a meeting with you. And can't wait to catch you guys on the next episode.